Alright, from the studios of Teeing It Up in Swamps of Jersey, Danny Flecker with us here on Teeing It Up. Good morning, Danny. Good morning. Um, World Cup thoughts so far, just overall, general, quick little thought on, on how this has been progressing. Yeah, overall, I think the games have been good. We've seen some firecracker uh, games, uh, some back and forth games. I haven't watched the game today, so I don't know who's advanced from the game today, but yesterday was pretty chalk, uh, as I thought it was going to go. So, you know, now we're going to get into the, the nitty-gritty of the tournament. But, you know, from an on-field perspective, I think it's been good. There's been some questionable calls, um, a lot of stoppage time, which I don't agree with, and some really exciting games. Uh, overall, so I think from that perspective, it's gone well. What, what else is happening with it? You know, I haven't really paid too much attention to that um, because of everything else going on and, and, and stuff along those lines. But from an on-field perspective, it seems like things are, are going well. Uh, we're starting to see, I think, some teams falter a little bit with the fatigue and with the condensed schedule that, that the players are going through. You know, we had some shocks and some surprises with the teams going out, the group stages. But overall, I think it's been a pretty good tournament from a, a play perspective. You know, one of the things that I thought about, and the only result from today has been France has moved on three uh, to one over Poland. So there's the update for you. That's pretty chalk there. Not surprised. You know, Poland has some good attacking options, but they are very successful in the back end. France, instead of walked through, um, you know, the, the group stage and now here with a, a, a quarterfinal appearance. So. But we'll see who they end up playing. I, I don't know who the second game is today. Um, can't think about top of my head. England Senegal. Yeah, that game. I think I know England's better. Um, but that, that game could go either way, just with the way that England can play at times. But I do imagine that England will go through, and then they end up playing France, which should be a, a pretty good game. Uh, those two teams don't like each other. The history of those two countries, as well. So, yeah, I'm rooting for that matchup. Obviously, you want to see some Cinderella stories get through, but if I'm, I'm talking about, like, a pure viewing experience, I prefer that France and England play each other. We're, we're talking minutes before the bracket comes out for the college football playoff. Um, and with USC's second loss to Utah on Friday, TCU's win in, as I've lost in overtime, uh, yesterday to Kansas State in a fantastic football game. Uh, to me, the four teams are Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and TCU. I think TCU's done enough on paper. Do you think those are the four teams? And, and I just rattled them off in, in a random order. Uh, do you think those are the four teams that, that make it? Yeah, I think TCU stayed at three. Ohio State jumped up to four. Any other team at four is a disgrace. I know that Nick Saban was politicking yesterday on various shows, halftime shows, about being awarded a spot in the college football playoff. 
I think it'd be an absolute joke if they make it. You have two losses. You didn't win your division. Didn't make the, the championship game. You lost against um, two teams that ended up getting uh, shellacked in future games. They also had a close game against Texas, which I think is a little bit overrated. They had a close game against A&M, which we know was an absolute dumpster fire this year. I just don't see a path for any other team but Ohio State. And Ohio State backed into it by the, you know, by sheer luck, uh, by, by what happened. They, they're going to have a tough matchup, I think, against Georgia, um, you know, with the way that's going to fall, fall through. I, I just cannot see anybody leapfrogging Ohio State and, and taking that fourth spot. And, you know, that's just the way this thing works. You know, it, it, they don't want to give it to the conference champion winners, the fourth spot. I know we're going to the extended playoff where that's going to be a thing. Actually, we've seen that number four team kind of just get their doors blown off anyway when they make it to the championship, make it to the football uh, playoff. But maybe Ohio State's a little bit different in that sense. But I, I cannot see any other team but those four that you mentioned. Would you purposely avoid Ohio, Michigan State once again? I just don't think Ohio State deserves to be number three. Um, they lost to Michigan, got blown out by Michigan, and I know that they had to close the play at the end there to, to run up the score, but they got blown out in, in their last game. They didn't win the Big Ten division. They didn't make it to the Big Ten Conference Championship game. ECU, you know, for all their awards and everything, they went undefeated in the regular season, went undefeated in conference play, and made it to the championship game and lost overtime. That, that should not be a penalization to, to drop from three to four. Who knows what the committee will do? Do they want that highlight of the Michigan Ohio State? I mean, Michigan Ohio State playing in the college football playoff? Chances are they do. But I think it would go against everything that that they say that they're going to do when they're trying to pick these teams. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Again, I, it should be TPU. If it's Ohio State, so be it. We shall see how it plays out in about 10 minutes as we record this. We're now going to move to the National Football League in Week 13. The Mike White Revolution moves into Minnesota 7-4 versus 9-2. Danny, you you and I have talked a lot. You're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. You're getting a little too hype. You're getting a little too hype. Yes, this division's very good. But is this the game where, with healthy DBs, Mike White gets, uh, you know, uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, that that the Jets fans who are on cloud nine kind of get uh, sent back to earth and ground level? I, I don't think so. I like this matchup for the Jets. I like their defense. Thought Gardner's going to have his hands full with Jefferson, but I'm sure he's up to the task. Their other DBs are, are well positioned to provide additional coverage, bracketing, whatever strategy they decide to throw out there. The, the one question I have is, you know, offensively, what do they look like? Minnesota's defense is not that great. I think that they could be, be had. I'm concerned about the Jets running game a little bit today with no Michael Carter. They obviously lost Brees Hall. You have Davion Knight, Ty Williams, and Jane Robinson. 
will be leading the backfield today. I don't know what their deal is with James Robinson, but he's somebody I would lead on today, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I'm interested to see how they call the game. I thought last week they, they came out firing, had a little bit of a lull there, then got back to it. I felt watching the game last week, you know, the Giants were off. I was you know, paying attention to the game. Offensively, the Jets felt like they were more confident. They weren't holding back on their play calling. I just think that they felt relaxed. And I think that continues today. You can't you can't go back now, right, if you're the Jets. I can't see them going back to Zach Wilson. can't go to Joe Flacco. So you have to put all your eggs in Mike White's basket, and you got to give him the confidence and the ability to go out there and do what he has to do. So, you know, they have good, good weapons. I expect them to be able to stay with this Vikings team. And, you know, I, I would not be surprised if they win today. Uh, I, I like them in this matchup again, like I said. I, I just like the way their defense is playing. The defensive line can cause Kirk Cousins some issues. And, and we all know, know what Kirk Cousins is at the end of the day. And, and the Vikings like to play a tight game. So uh, I think as long as the Jets offense play with the same sort of confidence they had last week, don't make too many mistakes. Don't kill them. You know, don't shoot themselves in the foot with stupid penalties when they get drives going. I think they should stay in this game. And again, I would not be surprised if they, they outright, outright with this one. Danny Flecker with us here on Teeing It Up. Uh, remember when we were kids, we got all excited about team names? Yeah, I guess. I, I, <laughs> it's been so long. So, Giants versus Commanders. You know, it's got like, you know, macho, macho kind of feeling in, in the name. Um, but in all seriousness, I think... The Giants are the, are, the, are the better team. To me, the question is, will they perform like the better team? Yeah, it, 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 the last couple of weeks, last month for them has been a little, a little bit off. Uh, they you know, they had their loss to Seattle by a week, win against the Texans, loss against Detroit, which, you know, from the second that game kicked off, I had that feeling it was not going to be a good game. Dallas games did not go their way either. So, you know, they're in a bit of a lull here. So, they get some reinforcements back today. I think that's going to help. At the end of the day, what I need them to do, and they need to do, is take advantage of the mistake. Last week, they were able to force over, uh, force two turnovers against Dallas and not really do anything with that. And that really killed them. A fourth and one pass as well as Saquon. You know, the opportunity was right there for them. They didn't take it. They got to be better at converting their opportunities today. I love them in this game, and that probably means they're going to lose because of that. But I, I just like the way that they match up against this team. Everyone talks about Washington and what they've been doing and, and everything. I think two exact same teams. Washington's game all been once more games. You can say, okay, well, they you know, beat Philadelphia by 11. Yeah, well, they scored a touchdown at the end that didn't mean anything on a broken play that was at the end of the game. All their games seem to come down to the fourth quarter. The Giants' games all seem to come down to the fourth quarter. And in this game, I'm going to take the team with the better coach, who I think is Dayball, and the better quarterback, which I think is Jones. So that's... That's why I like them today. I think their defense will be able to get after Heineke. They got to make sure that they keep the, the pass plays in front of them. 
They don't make mistakes there. Don't get you know. Don't have broken coverages that allow you know McLaurin and Dotson and Samuel to get out there and in space. Just play within yourself. Play within the scheme. Run Saquon, but run him to the point where he's setting up other other things within the offense. Don't just run him to run him. I think that's the thing that the Giants have been doing the last couple of weeks is that they they're like we're going to give Saquon the ball 25 times. But it's not really doing anything for them. So, use Naquan to set up the rest of the offense and go from there. Again, I like them today. I think it's a you know a game where they they understand what's at stake. Gable and, and Kafka and, and Wick Martindale have done a great job just keeping this team afloat this season. So, I, I like them here. They need it, and, and I hope they get to win because this will set up for a very interesting second. Um, you know, month of December, early January, in the NFC East. Uh, where do you think OBJ ends up? I don't think he ends up anywhere. I'll be honest with you. I don't think he ends up anywhere. I I keep seeing so many different types of reports coming out about him. He was supposed to be ready at the end of November. He wasn't. He was supposed to be ready at the beginning of December. When we're at the beginning of December, he's not ready. Then it said he's going to be ready at the end of December. I personally don't think he ends up anywhere. This might be just a, a pre-free age, like a pre-2023 free agent tour with teams that he's interested in that should pretty much look the same next year as well. I don't think he signs anywhere, and I don't think he has any sort of immediate impact this year at all. Hmm. Interesting. A lot of people have been excited about that hype train. That hype train may be going nowhere instead. Danny Flecker with us here. Wait, where do you think he ends up? He's asking for $20 million a year and he hasn't played football in a year and he's 30 years old with two ACL pairs. Do you think he ends up with a team this year? I, I would think that if Jerry Jones wants to really go for it, that Dallas finds a way um, and give... And, and, and gives him what they have not had since Amari Cooper left. Um, that 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 was my initial thought. But the the longer this has been strung out, and if he's asking for that amount of money off no experience, and you would need a guaranteed playoff team for this to be worth it, I think your point may be the right one. I don't think he's going to be able to play this year. That's the thing. And if he's looking for a long-term deal, it might be best for, you know, Jerry Jones is a dummy. So you're right. He might just be the one that just throws out all this money for him. But if I'm a team, I would find it very hard-pressed to give a guy a contract at this point in the season where your cap and everything is really restricted and you set yourself up in 2003 with already – a situation that you may not find tenable. So, I, I don't know. I just don't think he signs with the team this year. And if you were going to look at Los Angeles with, with, with Stafford on IR and that team done for the year, you lose. If he wants to go back to L.A., then he's got to wait until the offseason. So, there's that factor, too. L.A. LA's done. L.A.'s done this year, yeah. next year, the year after that. I don't think that they're... I would not be surprised if McVay called to quit, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, because he almost did last year. Right. 
the way this season's gone, the way that their cap is set up, the way that their future's set up, you're looking at like a disaster. And if Tom Brady, this is another interesting thing. What if Tom Brady says, I want to keep playing? Fox has invested in Tom Brady. What if they're like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go with McVay. And they just throw the, the bank at McVay. That could be something that could happen this year. Well, McVay going into broadcasting is definitely a possibility. I don't think it would be with the number one crew alongside KB because Olsen has that chair until Tom is ready. Well, that's what I'm saying. What if Tom isn't ready yet? Uh, well, that's a complete separate story, and that's where I agree with you, where I don't think that Tom Brady is done playing. But let's look at that Saints-Bucks game, because I was going to bring it up, so I was bringing it up now. Is this a game... Is, is this Bucks team legitimate at all? Period. No. <laughs> no. Um... Their coaching sucks. You you heard the comments that Bulls made last week, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't want him to throw an interception. You're talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, and you're facing to throw an interception. I saw a stat the other day that said that when Tom Brady had the lead of seven plus points in the fourth quarter, he was like 218 and 0. Now he's 218 and one. All because your coach is afraid you're going to throw an interception. I just think they're poorly coached. I think the, the gap between Bowles and Arians is huge. The gap between Arians and Belichick was huge. Now you're talking about Todd Bowles. I don't think he has a clue of what his team's strengths are. I don't think he has an understanding of what he has offensively. And they sit on their game. They don't attack. That was what made Brady and his teams in New England so good. What made even the first two years of Tampa, Brady, and the Bucks so good is that they went after Keith. It did not matter if they were up 7 or 10 or 14. They made sure that the game was out of reach. So no matter what happened, there was no opportunity for a team to sniff, not sniff the game. Last week, they were up 17-10 for the whole second half and didn't do anything. That's, that's pathetic. And then you have an opportunity to, to win the game in regulation. You don't use your timeouts effectively. You get the ball first in overtime with another opportunity to win, and you don't you don't cash in. I, I just think that the, the coaching is just terrible down there. What else? Uh, what, sorry, what other games uh, fancy you today, Danny Flecker? I mean, this might be the best slate of the NFL this week, this year. One of the better, yeah. If not the best. Miami, San Fran, very interesting game. Cincinnati, um, Kansas City, another great game. And, you know, shame on the NFL for not flexing out Dallas Indy tonight. I get it. It's Dallas. You don't want to flex them out. But, my God. The game tonight is going to be absolutely terrible. You had Cincinnati, Kansas City, Miami, San Fran, Giants, Commanders, Jets, Vikings. All these games with huge playoff implications, divisional implications. 
opportunities to maybe showcase some different teams in the spotlight as well. You know, the Jets haven't been in prime time yet this year. The Dolphins have that one Sunday night game. And, and you don't do that. I just think that was a really bad move by the NFL, not, not moving them out. Uh, but anyway, you know, the 4 o'clock slate, but those two games are are really must-watch TV. Uh, I think Cincinnati-Kansas City is going to be a really, really interesting game. Cincinnati has had their number. What does Kansas City do to adjust? How does Cincinnati adjust? How does Chase look today? You know, coming back from a, a prolonged absence. And San Fran, uh, you know, Miami's out there two offensive tackles. So, you know, how does that affect their offensive game play? Two has been hot. Does he keep it up against a great defense? Does Jimmy G look good? I saw there were reports that they're open to now keeping him past this year. Which, my God, how does that pendulum swing so far back the other way for them? Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, but those are two games that are really, really good. I mentioned like the Giants, Commanders, Jets, Vikings will be interesting games. And even some of the lower tier games. Um, you know, Baltimore, Denver. How does Baltimore respond after that that train wreck last week? And Denver, are they just not going to score points the rest of this year? <laughs> you know, we saw Wilson get ripped into last week. How does that team respond? Are they completely done? Are they tuning out the coach and the QB, or are they going to show some um, some fight? And I think one of those sneakier games that should be really good this afternoon. Uh, it's Lions Jacksonville. I, I know it doesn't really mean much um, if you're looking at it from a you know 10,000 foot view, but uh, both those teams could still have an opportunity here to make a push. You know, it might not go anywhere for them, but you know they both have been playing better football of late, and I'm excited to see which team responds. You know, Detroit had a tough game on Thanksgiving against Buffalo that they were unable to pull out, and Jacksonville. He's riding high after that win against Baltimore. So uh, I, I think that game should be pretty entertaining as well. How Baltimore lost that game is beyond me. But even after ETN goes out, it's just like how Baltimore lost that game is beyond me. Yeah, well, you're talking to a guy that fed the Bucks minus three and the Ravens as well and saw both those games as Snatched away from me because of just ineptitude. <laughs> um, Those are bad beats. Yeah, I mean, multiple fourth down conversions by Jacksonville on that last drive. There was also, at the beginning of that drive, a fumble by Lawrence that Baltimore was unable to recover. So, you know, I was uh, very much shook last week after those two games ended. So, I. I they're on my list right now, those two teams. Uh, <laughs> teams I'm not very much, I'm not very comfortable backing, but you look at the games that both those teams are playing this week, you know, Baltimore versus uh, Denver and Tampa versus New Orleans, and you're like, those are the better teams, but clearly the scars from the way these teams close out games, it's still fresh. Should I even ask the betting question or should I just avoid it? <laughs> After Pretty what much, happened, yeah. That. They're not, not the... yeah. <clears throat> what? Sorry, say that again, Danny. That's not on the car. 
Yeah, no, those those um, those those teams are definitely not not, not on the card. Uh, I I think we headed towards a sell dead zone there. I I said, did did you want me to to cover the the gambling bets for for today or or no? No, I'm good. I'm on a cold streak, so I don't want to give out bad advice. <laughs> there you go. Happens to everybody. Danny Flecka, thank you as always for coming on teeing it up. I, th- I think that was Danny, and I, I think he had to sell that spot, which can happen in northern Jersey. So have a great football Sunday, everybody.